Hey, it's Stu with Bitcoin and Financial Dependence, and I wanted to talk today about one of the most important things you can do to, I guess, have early retirement and financial freedom. Uh, there's an article that was written in 2012, uh, January 13th, by Mr. Money Mustache, and it's titled, The Shockingly Simple Math Behind Early Retirement. This is kind of an interesting idea. Uh, and there's a calculator and the article. I'll put it all in the show notes so you can go find it. But what got my mind on this was I was working with a friend in my yard a few weeks ago. And he's almost done with school and he's about to get a job. And, you know, he's worried about paying off debt and investing in real estate and how to get started, how to get things going in the right direction now that he's got a job. And he's going to be living in kind of a high cost of living place. And it's going to take a while for his income to grow over time. So we talked about things like that for a while. And I wanted to bring together a couple of ideas. Uh, if you have not started saving money or investing money, like if you're paycheck to paycheck, that's obviously a really tough situation. And what I always tell people is to try to make a 1% improvement, a 1% gain each week or each month, right? So what normally happens is people have one bank account with a checking and a savings account. And what I suggest is to get a second bank account probably at an online bank because you can get 3 or 4% interest on your savings account with the online bank. And if you believe that you're stuck in this paycheck-to-paycheck life, uh, open up the second bank account and update your direct deposit. And what you do is you put that 1% in the online bank, and I can almost guarantee you're not going to notice that 1% that's leaving your normal bank account, that $30. You're just going to adjust your spending to not miss that money. So you need to start hiding it for you, from yourself. And it's best to do this automatically before you even see it. This is what I call artificial scarcity. I didn't come up with that term, but it's a term that I've seen used to describe this situation. You need to build artificial scarcity into your life. And if you don't notice that 1% missing and you're all of a sudden saving $30 a month, well, what you do is the next month you bump it up to 2%. And now you're saving $60 a month. And you probably, once again, will just adjust to live off what's left. And what I'm assuming is that you're not using credit cards or actively going into more debt, that you're just maybe using a debit card or something like that. And if that's the case, I think the system works really well. So what you want to do is bump it up to 2% to 3%. At some point, you're going to notice and you're going to, it's going to start to hurt a little bit to live off of what you have left. So that's the point that you want to get to is to where it starts to be a stretch still. But now maybe you're saving 5 or 10%, right? But it's at that point that you have to do something else, and that might be a side hustle or another job, or some other way to invest, dividends, fundraise, real estate, something. There's got to be something else that you have to do. So the reason that this is so powerful is it also makes you more creative, and it kind of gamifies your money. So I love the idea of like, let's just say for round numbers, that you're able to save $1,000 a month. Can you increase that by 1% the next month? Can you find a way, you know, maybe have a yard sale or or sign up for Uber and Lyft, or, or just you know mow a couple neighbors' lawns? Can you improve your savings by 1% each month? So you're saving 1,000 a month, can you make it 1,100? Okay, after that, can you make it, can you bump it up another $110? You know, can you keep going 1% better each month? And maybe you can, maybe it's just half a percent or, or, or even less than that, but it kind of makes it fun. Um, there's even apps that you can get. Like I use this app called Fetch right now, and what Fetch does is it lets you scan receipts and they would pay you for your shopping data and give you money for gift cards. 
Uh, I think in the last year I made like 50 bucks off of Fetch between my wife and I just scanning all of our receipts. So it's not a lot, but that was just something that takes very minimal time. It's extremely easy to do. And who wouldn't turn down 50 bucks? It's kind of a no-brainer if you ask me. So there's all sorts of money-saving apps that you can do this with. Uh, you know, like Rakuten is another big one that you can use for online shopping. But anyway, getting back to savings rate. This is the most important thing. If you started investing and you're under the impression that the stock market returns, you know, 7 to 10% interest each year, it's going to grow by 7 to 10% a year. That's what it's done for over 100 years, right? And you put $1,000 in and you're excited because you just started investing and you're thinking, I'm going to make 7 to 10%. So you're going to make off that portfolio of $1,000 between $70 and $100 if you're averaging it over a long period of time. Uh, that's not very much. It would be better to save more money, you know, because what if you could save an extra 50 bucks a month? That's $600 a year. That's way more than your small stock return is going to do. So going back to this article by Mr. Money Mustache, there's this chart about how long it takes to retire, I guess. Um, just think about it this way. If you start saving 10% of your income and you're just going to put it in a savings account and imagine that it's not invested in the stock market, it's just in a bank account. Also imagine that there's no inflation and that prices stay the same, that the money supply doesn't increase. But you're saving 10% of your income and living off 90%. It's going to take you nine years, nine years of savings before you have saved up one year of life. Uh, so it's even worse when you add in inflation. And with stocks, if you put that 10% into stocks, I guess over the last 100 plus years, you are coming out a little bit ahead above inflation. So you are gaining some traction. But what I'm saying is that it just takes a very long time. You know, Dave Ramsey says, once you have your $1,000 emergency fund and you've paid off all your consumer debt, he wants you to invest 15% in the stock market. Well, 85% that you live off of divided by 15% that you save, that would take you five 0.6 years before you have saved up one year of life. Uh, if you were to live off of 80% and save 20%, it will take you four years to save up a year of money. If you uh, live off of 70% and save 30%, it will take you 2.3 years. If you live off of 60% and save 40% of your money, it's going to take you a year and a half to save up one year of money. And obviously, if you can save 50% of your income, and live off 50%, then every year of life that you live, that you work, you are building up an extra year of buffer that you can either invest or save or, or whatever. So that's one of the big things with the FIRE movement because if you can save more and increase your income and every year that you work, you know, you work for 10 years saving 50%, well, you have 10 years of money in the bank or 10 years of money in the stock market, or in real estate, things like that, things that are paying you, things that are paying you dividends, things that are growing, investments, right? So that's what I was telling my friend as we were working in the yard. This is a super important concept. So how can you increase this? You know, This is why I try to propose ideas and, and find these ways to save extra money, like the fold card to pay my mortgage and earn some Bitcoin. Uh, there's no other way I can think of to earn 2% on my mortgage payment each month. So those little things can make a big difference and really add up. And this is something called the aggregation of marginal gains. Just 1% better, 1% better all the time. My wife and I, since we've been married, have always saved between 40 and 50% of our income. And it's made a huge difference over the last eight years. We worked about eight years. And if we sold off all of our assets, it would last us over 10 years. You know, we've worked for eight years. We've saved 40 to 50% 
our investments have grown, our real estate has grown. If we sold off everything, it would last us over 10 years. Uh, so that's the power of all this stuff. We are not financially independent quite yet, but we are working our way there. And I kind of mentioned now my wife's business is catching up to my income from my W-2 job, and I'm getting back to work after uh, two months of being laid off. So we are actually hoping to increase our savings rate to probably around 70 to 75% if we could start saving that much of our money and live off of 25%. So that means for every one year that we live, we saved up three years of money. So you can see as you start to invest, as you grow a business, as you work hard, part of my success has also been from, from job hopping. And I haven't always intended to hop jobs. You know, I started out from college making 58000 and then I volunteered for a late shift that gave me a 15% bump. So now I'm making in the 60s. Eventually, I leveraged that to get a contract back into the data world and away from technical support. And that put me at 70. Uh, that contract got renewed for 75. And then I moved on to a job that paid around 80, and I got a raise to 83. Uh, that job actually, uh, long story short, I won't ever judge anyone for getting fired because I kind of got politicked out and kind of set up to fail. My project went well. Anyway, it's a long story, but this manager did not like me and I ended up getting fired. But the same day I got fired, I also got a job offer that paid 13% more. And so um, finally, this last year, I'm making six figures for the first time in my career and going to hopefully continue that. I actually will not make six figures in 2023 because of my layoff, but hopefully in 2024, I'll be back up in that number again. So that's what I'm always thinking about is how can I improve my finances little by little 1% here, 1% there, lower my spending, get more cash back, things like that. So it becomes a game. It becomes more fun. You get more freedom. You get more flexibility. You get more power and control of your life. So think about how you can make it automatic, how you can start saving. Save until it hurts. Make it artificially scarce. Consider job hopping. I know it can be looked down on if you jump too much. I'm starting my sixth job in eight years. And not all of those moves were by choice because of contracts, layoffs, and, and, and uh, one time I got fired. But life can be crazy, and sometimes you can go get an offer, and then you get matched to stay. But you have to be ready. Sometimes they say, well, you should just go and take it. So you have to really be uh, ready to go if, if you do try to get an outside offer to leverage more money at your current company. But anyway, uh, there's so many ways that you can gamify things and, and invest. And if you want any help or consulting, I have my volley link in the show notes. And I'll link to this article and all of the uh, calculators that I talked about. Remember that financial independence is doable. And my goal is to help you get there 1% at a time, making incremental improvements. And with that, I'll be back with you soon.